All right, so I just had an incredible podcast with Adam Mindler. He's CEO of the Veloz Group, and we just we covered it all. We covered the principles of effective leadership. We covered just how failure really can propel success and how he grew two massive e-commerce businesses and two completely unrelated spaces in, in a refurbished furniture business and also in the uh, tobacco business, which was incredible. Um, he co-founded and oversees these ventures across a wide variety of industries. We talked already about Beverly Hills Chair and also Custom Tobacco. Um, he's active in each of the portfolios company, uh, providing strategic guidance and support. And he also provides business thought leadership as a speaker to businesses, universities, and nonprofits. And as the host of the Leadership and Personal Development Podcast, 30-Minute Mentors. We really dive in. We get into the core, the core process that it takes to really just evolve, not only within yourself, but within your business and just how you can treat your day to really maximize your life. You're absolutely going to enjoy this. Stay tuned. Here we go. Let's do this. All right. So, hey, Adam, welcome to the show. How are you? Doing great. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here with you and with your listeners. Well, excited to be here with you as well. And so, Adam, as we spoke offline, entrepreneur, public speaker, thought leader, he's the CEO of the Veloz Group, and he's just in a number of different spaces. He talks a lot for leadership and entrepreneurship, and we just really want to dive in. So, Adam, um, you're in the space. We talked a little bit that you are actually uh, one of the leaders, or if not the leader of office furniture refurbishing and then on here i also see that you you have a one-of-a-kind cigar customization e-commerce platform um where do those connect i mean how, how do you how do you now look at, at where you find your time to do these different things that they completely i guess maybe you could have a great office chair and have a cigar but where, where else do i find the middle grounds it's a great question and it really all comes back to having good people it's impossible to build one successful company without having a great team around you. We haven't been able to do anything successfully until we were able to bring people in around us who are able to help us really take our businesses from idea to business to successful business. So Beverly Hills chairs and custom tobacco don't really have a whole lot to do with each other. They're both e-commerce businesses. There are, obviously core principles that are universally applicable no matter what business you're in, mm. but there aren't a ton of synergies between those two businesses. I can tell you, we do sell to a lot of people in the world of real estate in both of those businesses. So for Beverly Hills chairs, it might be a little bit more obvious because for listeners who might not be aware, Beverly Hills chairs is the leading seller in the country of refurbished brand name office chairs. Wow. So the Herman Miller Aeron chair, the Herman Miller Mira chair, the Steelcase Leap chair, chairs that retail for over $1,000 brand new, we sell refurbished for 50% off or more. And we provide a lifetime warranty. The chairs look like they're brand new chairs. Functionally, aesthetically, they're like brand new chairs. And prior to coronavirus, our core customer was small to medium-sized businesses. So a lot of real estate brokers were um, very good friends with us because they would have clients who were moving into new offices and 
they would call us and say, hey, our client is moving into this new office. They need 40 chairs and they need 80 chairs or they need 100 chairs. And uh, we would come in and help. Now that the game has changed a little bit with working from home being a core fabric of just about every business, not only today, but for the foreseeable future, our clientele has changed a lot in that we're selling to home offices all across America. So we're selling to apartments and to homes. And it doesn't matter if you're living in a 500 square foot studio or if you're living in a mansion, mm-hmm. you need a good office chair. You might need a couple of good office chairs. And it's, so, so in that sense, real estate, people in the world of real estate have been good friends of ours. With the cigar business, custom tobacco is a really unique concept. If you go to customtobacco.com, you can create your own fully customized private label cigars. <laughs> so everything is customized, the shape, the size, the blend, the wrapper, the filler, the flavor, and you can design your own fully customized private label cigar band. Um, and they're premium cigars. We source them from uh, the Dominican Republic and Nicaragua. And the core customers for that business are gift givers, event planners. We do a lot of golf tournaments. We do a lot of um, parties. We do a lot of weddings. Um, and a lot of it, if you think about people in the real estate business, you're oftentimes trying to figure out what kind of gift can I get for my clients? What kind of gift can I get for my prospects? Um, yeah, sure. Just about to do a closing. What, what do I get? what better gift than something fully customized with your brand on it, with your name on it. So at the end of the day, a lot of the commonality is just really understanding who your customer is and catering to your customer as best as you can. You know, as, as home offices are, are exploding, right. And you're going to see a lot more people, of course, working from home, right. That narrative is, is changed and it's going to continue to have um, some kind of change pushing forward. And so you're starting to see that with you adapting your business over to the home office. Are, is there anything else that you're, you're looking to provide or add on now that will service a home office along with um, the refurbished chairs? Yeah, great question. And the answer is yes. So we've been actively expanding our product line. Uh, our product line has been expanded since the start of coronavirus, and it's going to be continually expanded in the months ahead. We sell sit-to-stand desks, so anyone interested in a standing desk, uh, we have really good options that we use ourselves, so uh, we practice what we preach. Sure, and sure. Um, in addition to standing desks, we recently added a couple of new products we're selling seat cushions we're selling actually maybe i'm speaking out of line because i don't know if they've been added to our website yet but we're about to add seat cushions we're about to add uh, footrests so um and we've added we've added new chairs so in addition to selling refurbished brand name office chairs we're also selling brand new chairs that customers can come in and if they might not have the 600 dollars to spend for a refurbished herman miller they could spend $300 and buy a really high quality office chair that doesn't have that same brand name. Now, when you look at that model, right? Cause it almost seems like that thing, right? So it's like, um, 
you know, not, not there's any correlation, just the thing that comes to mind. McDonald's, right, doesn't, doesn't make their money in the hamburgers. They make it on the fries and the drink and everything else. Is that what the model typically looks like for e-commerce where, where you can provide so many different options, right? Because if they can't get the, you know, the seat cushion, right, then they jump off of your site and maybe they look for a site that's more, um, that, that has that option, right? So you start adding these things on. Is that, is that where you can really grow an e-commerce business, looking at all the other angles that you could provide the most customer satisfaction? Yeah, I think it's a good way of thinking about it. We haven't really thought about it from the loss leader perspective. So hmm. uh, talking about McDonald's, yeah, I mean, they're, they're selling burgers and making their money off of Coke. That isn't what we do. Our core business is selling office chairs. That is our bread and butter for Beverly Hills chairs. Our mindset is a little bit different than McDonald's and not to criticize McDonald's at all. They're obviously- Yeah, it's probably not successful. the best example. It was the only thing no, that just popped in my mind. But they're, they're way more successful than we are. So, I mean, they're obviously doing something right. But our model is really thinking about how can we best service our customers? So we're always thinking about what do our customers want? And I, I think that your question and the way that you framed it is very accurate. So when you're thinking about what does someone who uh, buys a chair want and need, well, they need a desk. So we sell sit-to-stand desks. What else can they use? Uh, so our, our team said, well, what are some other ideas? Seat cushions, footrests. Those were a couple of things that came to mind. And we spent quite a bit of time making sure that um, not only are we sourcing seat cushions and footrests that are okay, but we're sourcing seat rests and cushions and, and seat that are that customers will truly love that yeah. customers will say, wow, this is deeply enhancing my experience because no matter what business you're in, whether you're selling cigars, whether you're selling office chairs, whether you're selling hamburgers, you want your customers to ultimately become your brand ambassadors. You want your customers to, regardless of whether they're buying one chair or one hamburger or a hundred of your products to walk away from that experience so excited and enthusiastic and satisfied with their purchase and with their experience that they're going to tell all their friends about it and that they're going to not only become repeat customers for life, but are going to become true ambassadors. And that's how you really grow and scale a business. So that's how we think about every product we bring on. If we add something to our product line and we feel like it's not something that our customers really love, we pull it because from our perspective, it's just not worth it. I mean, it's not about making a quick buck here or there. It's about building a sustainable business in the long term. What drew you to this? Where, was the, where did you find that this need was something that wasn't being met? What was that first thought because uh, you, you, you co-founded both of these, both of these businesses. So they started from somewhere. Where did that start? Yeah, that's a great question. And I was not the guy who had the vision for either of these businesses. Uh, my brother, who is my business partner, um, he had the idea for both of these companies and for Beverly Hills chairs. My brother was the one who really got the concept together. He started it really out of his apartment, buying chairs, fixing them up, selling them out of his apartment. And when he realized that there was something there, 
we turned it into a business. I got involved and it was at that point that it went from my brother buying and selling one-off chairs to us having a real company with a real brand, with an e-commerce site, with a warehouse, with employees, with the kind of infrastructure, not, not the infrastructure we have today, which is something that we've built over many years, but it, it took a lot of time to kind of get from concept to a true company. it's not the easiest transition right when when your brother's making them in this apartment all of a sudden you're saying well let's we'll hire employees at the warehouse right that usually it's that that in-between moment where the struggle is had what did that look like yeah i mean to to be quite honest with you we could spend an entire episode and maybe we could spend an entire series of episodes just talking about that talking about struggle i don't think enough people are candid about what really goes on and just how challenging it is to take a business concept and turn it into a business. Yeah. yeah. The example that I like uh, talking about, because I think it's as good an example as any was the first chair we sold through our e-commerce site was a chair. We sold it to a guy. He turned out to be the chancellor of a university in Kentucky. And uh, uh, he, we sold him a chair and, Next thing you know, he writes us a one-star Yelp review. You know what? I read the Yelp review and everything he wrote in the Yelp review was completely accurate because we sent him the wrong chair. And I called him up and (laughs) first thing I did was I said, I want to introduce myself. I'm the CEO of the company and I'm so sorry for what we did, for what transpired. Everything you said in your Yelp review is completely accurate. Just want to give you a little bit of context. We're really just starting out. And we completely screwed up and, you know, our, we're in our early stages of our operations and here's what we're going to do to fix it and yada, yada, yada. And next thing you know, we had a five-star Yelp review. So there were a couple of really important lessons learned there. Number one is you are going to make mistakes yeah. in the early yeah. innings. No matter what happens, you're going to make mistakes. I'm a huge baseball fan and I've never been to, I've been to hundreds of baseball games in my life. I've never been to a perfect game. Uh, I don't know if I've ever watched a perfect game on TV. I've watched some no hitters. Yeah. I'm an Angels fan, so I've watched the Angels get no hit. But, <laughs> uh, and I watched the Angels throw a no hitter last year, actually. Uh, that was a great game. Uh, I don't know if you're a big baseball fan, but on the uh, game that they honored uh, Tyler Skaggs, the Angels threw a no hitter. But I digress. Very rarely do teams throw no hitters, and even more rarely do teams throw perfect games. In business, there is no such thing as a perfect game. You're going to make mistakes. In the early innings, you're going to make a lot of mistakes. I think it's important to, first and foremost, acknowledge that mistakes will be made. Learn from your mistakes. Own them. Own up to them. Don't pretend like they didn't happen. When a customer complains about something, accept it and change for the better and don't try to make excuses, but instead try to take those mistakes and failures and transform them into learning experiences. So yeah, that's one of the most magical points there, right? Is, is making the point that mistakes are going to happen, but instead of hiding them and then just not fixing the problem or not doing that point, people will understand if you, if you do what you did, right. And you, you called them up and said, Hey, listen, we, we're trying, we made a massive mistake here. We're learning and here's what we're going to do to fix it. 
people are massively receptive to that instead of just saying, oh, you know what, so what, we'll, we'll, we'll do better on the next one, right? Because maybe you won't, maybe you won't, won't be ready because you didn't learn the lesson now. And that's a magical point for people listening to the show. They're starting their businesses that mistakes are going to happen and, and thinking that the potential to, to never make a mistake is out there um, is, is a fallacy, right? It's going to happen. So how do we do our best when they do happen to course correct? You said it beautifully. I don't know that I could phrase it any better than you just did. I think that the most important thing is to, oh, a couple things. Number one is when you make a mistake, take responsibility. Don't blame someone else. Don't pretend like it didn't happen. Use it as a learning experience and stay positive. Don't allow failure to bring you down. Don't allow failure to knock you down. Recognize that it's part of the journey and it's a inevitable piece of the process. And in order to be successful, you're going to have to take some lumps along the way. Noting that you, you've, you've interviewed so many successful people through, uh, through your podcast, um, 30 minute mentors podcast. What, what has been a through line you've seen continually through your guests um, that maybe potentially that you've carried over in your business or something you hear repeatedly? Yeah, there, there are a lot of things that I hear repeatedly. There are a lot of themes that have emerged through all of the great leaders who I've interviewed. One of the things that has emerged repeatedly is something that you and I just touched upon this concept of failure being an integral part of ultimately attaining success. It's something that I discuss in so many of my episodes with my guests. Uh, I can tell you that guest after guest after guest really opens up about the failures that they've experienced. And I just had Anthony Scaramucci on as a guest. And um, Anthony Scaramucci, everyone knows about his short tenure as White House communications director. He was there for 11 days. But what people might not know is that Anthony Scaramucci was uh, fired out of his first job out of college. So that was his first real major failure. And he really owned it. And he kind of talked about on the show, he talked about how that was a transformational moment for him and how that failure um, ultimately shaped the success of his career. And that's just one example of, of you know, guests who um, use failure to propel success, but so many other themes. An important theme that, that I've learned that, um, that, that I've taken away from these interviews is the importance of lifelong learning among the most successful leaders out there. Something that surprised me as I was starting my podcast, as I started interviewing guests, I would talk to guest after guest after guest who would tell me on the air, who would tell me off the air that they've been listening to my podcasts. You know, hey, Adam, I, I, you know, I know you're starting out with 30-minute mentors. I've been listening to some of your podcasts and I've been learning from these other interviews you've been doing. You know, you interviewed Rob Lowe or you interviewed Suzanne Summers, or you interviewed the CEO of Deloitte, or you interviewed the founder of FanDuel or the CEO of Gold's Gym. You know, those were my first few guests. And, and there's, you know, like I've learned so much from this guest and so much from that guest. And I would hear this from literally 
the most successful people in the country who would tell me this. And I, the first few times I would hear it, I, I was like really surprised because I would think to myself, these are the most successful people in the country. How, how are they learning from my podcast? Yeah. yeah. They really need to learn from my podcast. But then what, I've co- what I came to learn, given that literally every single guest has told me either on the air or off the air, how important lifelong learning is, how integral lifelong learning is to becoming a great leader. That's exactly why these people are such great leaders. That's the magic of it because they're so dedicated to taking and absorbing and consuming any possible piece of content and using it to become better leaders. The greatest leaders are great lifelong learners. And too often we reach a level where we feel like we're good. I'm good. I I know enough. Um, You get comfortable, you get set in your ways and that's a big problem that you're not going to be able to reach that next level of success when you're satisfied. uh, Certainly when you're satisfied with your level of knowledge, get to that level where they, they, they think they have it all figured out, but, but as you evolve, you need to learn new lessons and you're absolutely correct. It's just the, the ability to continue to learn and even from the smallest things, right? So, so if you're the leader, you can't assume that you're not going to learn from, from your employees, right? Or you're not going to learn from your customers. And that shows in, in the business models you've made and, and where you push forward. Absolutely. And something that I try to communicate to audiences is each and every one of us has a different way of learning. We don't necessarily absorb information the same way. Someone might be able to pick up a 500 page book and read it cover to cover and retain everything. And that could be their best source of learning. For someone else, it could be listening to podcast after podcast, listening to your podcast, listening to my podcast, listening to tons of podcasts, and that could be their best way of learning. I found that my best way of learning is by talking to people, by picking the brains of people who are smarter than me, who are more accomplished than me, who are more knowledgeable than I am in areas that I need to or want to learn about. With my podcast, I learned so much just by picking the brains of all my guests. And I try to have that experience shared with my listeners. People can learn in so many different ways. And you're 100% right. We learn from those around us. We learn from speaking to our customers. Just last week, I was on a call with one of my customers who bought a chair from us. And it was a new chair that we're selling. And he's one of the first people that bought it from us. And he and I spoke to get some feedback about the chair. And I had someone else on my team jump on. And just learning from customers is an unbelievable educational experience, no matter where you are in your business. When you're first starting out, when you're first starting out with your concept, you need to go out and talk to prospective customers. You need to get out into the field and talk to people who you think will be your customers because that's how you understand whether you have a business or not. And when you do have a business, you've got to talk to your customers. You've got to talk to your employees. You've got to talk to all the stakeholders, talk to your suppliers, talk to all the people in the field and try to gather as much information as you can. 
uh, read, read, I mean, read the news, read, read, absorb, listen, learn. That's one lesson that I can share. There are many more, but uh, one thing I'll add, I, I know we've kind of spent a lot of time on this, is the core principles of effective leadership, whether it's learning from failure, whether it's lifelong learning, whether it's the importance of listening, whether it's the importance of empowering others through motivation and through inspiration rather than through fear and intimidation. These are principles that are universally applicable. So in talking to hundreds and hundreds of America's top leaders, something that I've learned is that it doesn't matter if you're a leader of a startup company or a leader of a Fortune 500 business or a leader of a unit in the military or a leader of a sports team. The core principles of effective leadership are universal and all of us need to understand them. You know, I love this and I've learned a ton from this. Like the core principles of effective leadership, that, it, that is something that everyone listening here, whether you are in a leadership role or not, you are in some leadership role in your life and how you come forth and there are people surrounding you that, that, that look up to you. And so Adam, I mean, this has been incredible. I, I really admire what you're doing. I, I really appreciate the, the guidance you've, got, you've given, just even just the thought process for how you've grown the businesses from, from really, you know, being in uh, your brother, being in this apartment, um, really just making one piece of furniture or fixing one piece of furniture, just looking to that scale and find that evolution and just how you treat others has really brought back that full circle of the environment that you've created. So for everyone listening, what's the best way to learn more about you? Find a podcast, connect. Try to make it really easy. It's just my name, Adam Mendler. So there you, go. you can connect with me through my website, adammendler.com. Social media, at Adam Mendler. So that's at Adam Mendler on Instagram, at Adam Mendler on Twitter. My podcast is 30 Minute Mentors. You can find that at 30minutementors.com. That's all spelled out. Um, you could find it on your favorite podcasting app. So whatever app you're listening to this great podcast on, just type out 30 Minute Mentors. We talked a little bit about Beverly Hills Chairs, my office furniture business that's available at beverlyhillschairs.com and custom tobacco at customtobacco.com. And just want to thank you again for this awesome conversation. A lot of fun. We covered so much in such a short period of time, but we uh, sure did. This was awesome. awesome. For me. Thank you, Adam. I appreciate your time. Thank you. This was great. All right, everyone listening, you have gotten a lesson across many different facets today. Go back and listen to see how you can implement this in your daily life, in your daily practice, in your business moving forward. Talk to you shortly. Join us for your second cup of coffee every Monday through Friday at noon. Live every day, bringing us our best content we've done so far. Super excited, super engaging, bunch of great guests. We're here to answer your questions and we so appreciate you listening. Make sure to check this out. Can't wait to see you.